Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800 754 That's 800-754-4531. Thanks for tuning in to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, available live online, in syndication on networks across the U.S., and available internationally on the American Forces Network. Welcome to hour number two of the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I uh, do want to give a shout out to our podcast listeners. Yes, those of you not tuning in nationally or on SiriusXM, um, please, when you get a chance, head over to uh, Podcast One and uh, check us out over there. But uh, also, Apple Podcasts, please go to Apple Podcasts. And please leave a rating or review and subscribe. It helps us out. No matter where you listen, please go to uh, Apple Podcasts and hit us up there. Uh, definitely helps us out a ton. And uh, leave rating, review, all that good stuff. And uh, let everybody know that uh, you listen to the show. So, uh, yes, thanks to all of you. Um, did uh, get some interesting news from social media during uh, the break. I guess we'll open with that. But uh, the Ford Bronco, yes, this thing called the Ford Bronco. We've been hearing about it for years, right? Worst-kept secret of all time, 20-year tease from Ford Motor Company. Sounds like the end of March, they are actually going to start job one. For those of you not in the auto industry, job one means they're actually building Broncos for consumers. Yes, the pre-orders, they're going to start getting shipped out uh, probably the start of April. I would say you're going to start seeing them at dealers by the end of April. This is massively good news for uh, for those of you like me that have a Bronco pre-order. Does that mean uh, we're going to get some of the first ones? Eh, I don't know. I can't uh, promise you that. But, uh, yeah, um, you know, there's a lot of constraints and things like that on those. And I guess there's some of the options that they're not going to uh, build right away because uh, they, they're going to be slow to build. But Broncos, we might actually see those sometime the first half of this year, and that has me excited. Should have you excited if you're an off-road fan or a Ford fan? Yes, you should be excited. The Bronco, it is for real. Finally, you know. Uh, We've seen them at uh, all these car shows and everything else, and now you're going to actually be able to uh, see one, drive one, and buy one. Yes. Um, I'm excited. I, I haven't quite decided what I'm going to do with my Ford Bronco build quite yet, though. That's that's the biggest thing. We're definitely going to do a build, but uh, I don't know quite um, who, what, when, where, why, how we're going to build it, how deep we're going to go on this thing. But, uh, yeah, thinking bumper, winch, rigid lights, vision wheels, some really tall general tires. Uh, definitely need to get some uh, – um, yeah, I don't know. Probably a vinyl wrap going on of some sort. It's going to be awesome. But, uh, yeah, Ford Bronco heading towards production finally. So, yeah. Um, so we're going to take a short commercial break. we got a big hour number two with Mac, Max Anstey and Mitch Guthrie Jr. right here on the Gentle Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. More after this break. 
I'm Polaris rider Jim Beaver. I race trophy trucks professionally, host the Down and Dirty Radio Show, and also travel the country announcing motorsports events. I've seen it all, and trust me, I've done most of it. So when it comes time to relax on the weekend, nothing is better than taking time with my family in our Razor vehicles. They've got the reliability I need to just pick up and go explore the desert dunes or trail and have the capability to attack even the harshest terrain. If you're looking for some of the most reliable and safest and hands down most capable off-road machines in the world, look no further than Polaris and their award-winning lineup of Razor vehicles. Whether you want your daughter to experience off-road driving for the first time in a Razor 170 like me, take the entire family out in a Razor XP4 1000 on the weekend, or shred the desert and dunes in the all-new Razor XP 1000 Fox Edition, Polaris has you handled. Take my advice and join me and some of the best drivers in the world by driving a Polaris Razor. Check out the full Polaris Razor lineup at Polaris.com or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Polaris Razor. Your life demands a tire that provides durability, comfort, and performance, and that's what General Tire delivers for you. From the all-season grip of the Grabber UHP to the comfort and on-road manners of the Grabber HTS to the durability and off-road traction of the Grabber AT2, General has a tire that will help get you where you need to go. So let us take you on your next big adventure. Tweet us at General Tire, hashtag anywhere is possible, because with General Tire, anywhere is possible. From the 2018 Master Distillers of the Year comes a bold new American whiskey and fistful of bourbon. Their whiskeys have been award-winning for generations. Now they're going all in on bourbon, blending five straight whiskeys to create a big balanced bourbon that stands apart from everything else. So grab yourself a fistful of bourbon, a blend of five bourbons created with over 100 years of whiskey blending experience. It ain't just a bourbon, it's a damn fistful. Please enjoy responsibly. Looking to have some fun on four wheels? Dirtfish Rally School has you covered. Packing as much adrenaline and adventure as you can handle into high-performance all-wheel drive and rear-wheel drive Subaru rally cars is where the fun begins at Dirtfish. Just 30 minutes outside of Seattle and Snoqualmie, you'll get a chance to train up to three full days with some of the country's best instructors and be put through the high-octane rush of rally on mud, dirt, and tarmac. Get started today and call 425-888-7715 or visit us online at dirtfish.com and use code 911 for a 15% discount life is all about sound the sound of sports the sound of the racetrack and the sound of your vehicle don't drive around listening to this drive around listening to the sound of performance gibson performance gibson performance exhaust is the company who can turn this into this remember that life is all about sound and gibson exhaust is the sound of performance check out your next catback exhaust system headers muffler or utv exhaust at gibsonperformance.com and get more power and more sound like what you hear catch all the back episodes of the down and dirty radio show on apple podcast and be sure to rate review and subscribe Welcome back to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I'd like to welcome my Polaris Razor teammate, uh, Mr. Mitch Guthrie. How is, uh, how's everything going, Mitchie? Good, good, Jim. Good to be here, and it's always a good time when we're on the show, because that means the race went well, so happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, well, you've, I don't even know where the hell we start about 2021 with you, dude. I mean, uh, we got Dakar, we got King of the Hammers, we got, uh, you know, the race you just won. Like, I guess we should probably go back to the start, but you're number two at Dakar. Obviously, buddy, I know it didn't go quite the way you wanted, but, uh, you know, what were the biggest differences in year two from year one? Because obviously you showed speed year one, 
you kind of made an impact over there. Everybody kind of knew you were coming. Year number two, uh, you know, kind of take us through Dakar because I, I guess we ought to start 2021 talking about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, year two of Dakar definitely goes a lot better than year one. Uh, this year, it kind of didn't for us, but year one is just such a learning curve. And, and even going into year two now, um, the rally raid stuff, it's just so different from what, you know, we're all used to. So going there, uh, even after doing one year, it's just still such a learning curve. Every day you're learning something new. And unfortunately, we had some car troubles and some things go on there. But um, so we had to call the race early. Um, but stayed there to support Seth and Christina, the two other drivers, and uh, still had a good time. Uh, it's it's so cool going out there and, and seeing, you know, such a different type of motorsport. You know, we're, we're so used to what we do out here with desert racing, short course, all that stuff. So um, one thing I have so much fun doing is going out there and, you know, it's such a learning experience, like I said. So um, that's the biggest takeaway I get every time I'm out there racing. Yeah, well, and how was year two, like, you approached this? Obviously, last year, uh, I got a feeling, like, a lot of people were questioning, like, who the hell is this American kid that Red Bull's throwing in this car? Like, what's he doing here? Then you go out and you actually win some stages, and everyone's like, oh, he's for real. I got to feel like the reception for you going year number two was probably a whole hell of a lot different than it was last year. Yeah, definitely. I, th- I think for everyone, they, they knew that we were coming and, and we have a good, we have an amazing team, all the mechanics, all, all of our partners. Um, the OT3 program is awesome. And, and to get a chance, chance like I have to go race Dakar and some other events is, is seriously so amazing. And I'm super thankful. And um, yeah, I know this year when we went into it, people, definitely we had some more eyes on us because they knew that we were there to win and that was our plan. And I mean, even coming down to before the race, we were in Dubai for an entire month, uh, testing the car came home for about five or six days and left on Christmas, Christmas day and went back out there, uh, for the race. And, you know, we had our ups and downs. Um, but overall, you know, sometimes there's things out there in racing that you, you can't plan for and, and things that can happen to the car. And unfortunately, those things happen. But I mean, like I said, it was such a big learning experience. And we, we plan on being back next year and doing more rally raid stuff. And, um, you know, we'll get it all figured out. But thankfully, I'm, I have this opportunity to be able to learn so much. And it takes a while for sure. There's guys that have been doing it for, you know, 30 years, guys like Carlos Sainz and uh, Stefan Petterhans, all of those guys. So we we have some time to catch up to them for sure. Well, and I think too, like you know, I, I think a lot of Americans don't realize, like you know, when you have something like Dakar, I mean, this is a year long preparation. Like you know, it's over. Your team, you guys, you're already forward looking at next year. This isn't something like midsummer you pick up. Oh, I guess we better start getting ready for Dakar. I mean, this is something like as soon as Dakar wraps, immediately it's like flip the switch to the falling year, and it's like 12 months of prep to get to uh, to get to Dakar the next year. And I think a lot of people don't realize like just the massive time investment. I mean, I know you, you know, a little bit personally, and we're texting back and forth on some other stuff. And like you're overseas, you're you know what I mean. You're you're you know you're flying all over the globe for this program you know in preparation to actually go to that car you know yeah yeah definitely it's it's uh it, it's crazy you know the way my life's been going lately and i'm so thankful but yeah the car is it's it's a crazy experience and just getting to the race is one thing um 
unfortunately due to COVID last year, we, we had plenty of plans to do a lot more rally raid. You know, there's stuff like Silkway Rally, Abu Dhabi, all these different ones. And we did Andalusia Rally in Spain um, a bit before Dakar, you know, it's testing and, you know, just to get back back with the team, which was great. But yeah, a lot, a lot of the times even we're doing secret projects and things and we're overseas and people don't even really know. Um, and that's one thing that's crazy about that race is the amount of time, like you said, that goes into it. And, you know, you're even doing different races like, you know, Andalusia Rally. You're going all the way out to Spain and that, um, you know, really is dedicated to testing for, for Dakar. And that's what most teams do. So you spend all year getting ready as well as doing other races to prepare for Dakar. Um which is pretty crazy, you know, to have 12 months of, of stuff lined up in your schedule. And, you know, overall, it's, it's for that one month in, in uh, January to, to go win, win that race. Yeah. What the, what's the biggest difference in driving that car and say your desert car you run here in Best in the Desert, Mitch? Yeah, uh, I get asked this one a lot and people, you know, ask me to compare the two. And there's, there's really no comparison. Um, there are two cars that are completely built for different purposes. Um, the OT3 is, you know, specifically built for rally rate. It's completely different, different motor, different. It doesn't have one part on that car that's the same as what I drive out here. Um, you know, the biggest thing out there in Dakar is the rules are a bit more specific. So, you know, we only run 30-inch tires. We have less wheel travel. Um, the cars are built super lightweight, um, to try and get as much, you know, speed out of them as we possibly can. They're restricted. So we have a bit less horsepower than we do out here. Um, and you know, lots of things like that, but you know, the terrain out there, a lot of times isn't quite as rough. You have a, you know, usually in that two week time frame of, of Dakar, you have about half of it is dunes and half of it is, uh, you know, super rough terrain, a lot like out here, but you don't see, you know, the whoops and things like that. Just, you know, maybe some random G outs and things. Um, but it's super rocky, super gnarly out there. Some of the stuff you see is a lot like, you know, King of the Hammers because you don't have a trail sometimes and you're out in the middle of nowhere and the the cap heading is taking you through this giant field of rocks and that's just the way you have to go. So, uh, and then you come out here and our desert cars, you know, we have a, a bit more power, bigger tires, more suspension. Um, due to, you know, the terrain we're going through. So definitely huge differences between the two. Yeah, well, you know, talking about that, you mentioned King of the Hammers. So you land home from Dakar, and immediately it's like all hands on deck because in two weeks you got, you know, one of the biggest off-road races of the year in King of the Hammers. I mean, take me through that process because obviously, you know, you got guys back at the shop, you know, and, and they're working on things. And it's not only your car, but you got your dad's car as well because he still does hammers and he's still one of the top guys at hammers. So it's like you land home and it's like you're probably thrown back to the wolves, right? Yeah, yeah, there is definitely no time to spare. So, I mean, Dakar was about a two-month process, pretty pretty much two months of being gone from home. And, you know, as soon as we landed, I took, you know, one day off, and then we were back in the shop getting ready for King of the Hammers. Um, and thankfully, you know, I, I have my dad and, and Curtis, my co-driver, uh, were back home the whole time getting things ready and, and prepping the cars, but we still had a lot of work to do. Um, and, you know, a lot of people think we have this huge team and all, all this stuff, but, but we really don't, you know, thankfully we have family and friends and have my dad and Curtis that are able to take care of things while I'm gone, but, um, definitely had a lot of work to do. It was, uh, it was a long couple of weeks, you know, no matter what, if you're preparing for King of the Hammers, however long before the race, it, it doesn't matter because you're still going to be getting ready, you know, the days before the race. 
Um, but thankfully we, we showed up and we were feeling really good with the cars that we had built and, um, you know, we, we were ready. Yeah. Well, and take us through hammers this year. Cause I know new car, obviously, you know, you, you, you know, you didn't get the result you wanted and you and your dad, I mean, you guys are the Kings of King of the hammers as far as I'm concerned. You know what I mean? Uh, Guthrie's in the UTV division. You guys know you're, you're marked, you know, you guys are gunning for you. I mean, this was uh, it was a little bit different pace this year being out there. I mean, this was a very, very fast KOH UTV race. Probably. I mean, this had to have been the fastest one in history. Cause I mean, what was it just a little bit over four hours and the finishers were coming in, man. Yeah, yeah. This year, uh, everyone thought it was going to be, you know, the, the, the Ultra 4 guys thought it was going to be a lot tougher for us than it was. And, I mean, we, we got there and we're feeling good, like you said. I mean, we we won it, you know, plenty of times and we know what it takes. And we did our homework, did our pre-running. And, I mean, I went into race day feeling better than I have in a few years. You know, I, I felt ready. I had uh, Oren co-riding with me, who co-rides with Bryce. Um, and then he, he got, uh, my first win with me. He was my co-writer and King of the Hammers. So we were feeling good, but yeah, I mean, it was one of those races. It was a super fast one that the desert was absolutely tore up because the trophy trucks raced before us. Um, and then the rocks, they weren't too bad. Actually, we, we did all the rock trails the day before the race, me and Oren and, um, had them dialed and pretty much came down. So we were on our own pretty much the whole time in the rocks. So it's, it's always uh, hard to find that pace when you're kind of by yourself. And I was honestly expecting some more cars to break. And we came into the finish line seventh, which, you know, anyone, anyone who knows King of the Hammers, you only care about the winner there. So unfortunately we didn't win at that time, but um, sometimes that's how it goes. You know, we, we planned on more people breaking and kind of finding our pace, but the the pace was quick out there and, and we just, we weren't right there at the end. And we'll be back with more with Mitch after this break. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin, UVB rays burn, and both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health 
health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your or airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low cost airlines. 800 754 4531. 800 754 4531. 800 754 4531. That's 800 754 4531. Thanks for tuning in to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, available live online in syndication on networks across the U.S. and available internationally on the American Forces Network. All right, Jim Beaver here on the Gentle Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor with my Polaris Razor teammate and good friend Mitch Guthrie, Jr., uh, Mitchie, uh, you know, we've been talking about, uh, 2021 so far and the big year you've had, and, uh, obviously talking uh, a little bit about King of the Hammers. So I think, uh, we'll, we'll continue on with, uh, with a KOH theme of things. Yeah. Does it make you a little bit nervous that the pace was so quick? Everybody came in and, and it was between 12 and one when the leaders were in a little over four hours. Does it make you a little bit nervous about next year where Dave and everybody at ultra four is going to be like, ah, we, we can't have that. We, we got to make this thing like brutally tough. I, I hope they do that. Um, I was a little bummed out this year when we pulled into the finish line. It, it was actually a really easy day for us. And like I said, we just weren't quite there with the, the correct pace and the rocks to gain time or, or, or what it, whatever it was. But we got to the finish line. And I was like, man, this just kind of was a weird year. You know, it was, we, we actually got back and I mean, my, my Polaris razor was like in perfect shape still like i was saying man i wish there was one more lap so we could really really have a go at it because we finished so early and it definitely is weird to have probably i think it was about 50 cars finish the race and you know back in the day it would be i think one year when i was with my dad it was my dad and uh john crowley finished behind us uh, in second place and that was it we used up the entire um time allotted to finish the race which is like eight or nine hours so yeah the cars the cars are evolving and the the course has to evolve with it so i i hope next year they give us a really tough one because uh this year i mean we were so confident the cars held together so well and we knew we could have kept going and and plenty of other people are coming in you know hanging on by a thread so that'll be a help for us next year yeah well i guess the good news is is so 
the car was in good shape leaving hammers, and then you guys have the crazy idea. We're going to turn this thing into a desert build in like two weeks. So how did that all happen, man? Because, you know, that thing rushed over to Lone Star. You guys built it into a desert car in like a handful of days. I mean, this is like a wild story leading up to the race that you just won this past weekend, man. But you got to take me through this because that had to have been all hands on deck to make that deal happen. Oh yeah, it was it was wild. Um, this year we didn't really have a, a specific plan on what I was racing, you know, because international racing uh, we have that, and it's really it's been really tough to plan stuff. So uh, we weren't really even re- planning on running Parker, and then we decided to we hit up the guys at Lone Star, and they were like, you know, let's get it done. And so we actually dropped the car off on Monday before the race. Um, worked nonstop. We stayed out in Arizona and, and thankfully the guys at Lone Star were killer and, and got it done. And we left Lone Star Thursday night, uh, about nine or 10 o'clock, went to uh, my parents' house in Blythe and tested the car Friday, got about 40, 50 miles on it, went to tech at about five o'clock right before it closed, registered for the race, got the car tech, finished it the morning of of the race on Saturday morning, uh, got all the final stuff done and literally basically a minute before I got in the car to go drive to the start line is when we had every single thing fully done. And I was finally in the car feeling like, okay, we are ready for this thing. But then we were starting in the back, which wasn't ideal for us. Yeah. You were like, I don't know, 50 something position that lap one. I mean, I actually, as a crow flies, didn't start far behind you. You know what I mean? Because you were all the way back there, and I was kind of in the mid-pack of Unlimited. But, dude, that first lap, it, I know for me it was blinding. I mean, it was just a lot of dust, and you're just charging through and, and hoping for the best at times. I mean, I, there's a couple times where boulders are there, and you're like, oh, here's a boulder, and you're just lucky that your tires weren't in the rut or something like that. But, I mean, that that first lap, you probably had to have not seen a whole hell of a lot of the course, man. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a wild race. You know, we went into it with uh, all the cards not really in our favor. Um, but once I got going, I was like, man, this thing, I, I had a really good feeling, um, even though this position we were in. And we showed up with that car, and I was like, man, this thing is going to be fast. I know it. So we got going and started picking off cars, and, and we knew plenty of cars would break and all that good stuff. So we just, you know, did a good pace. And by lap two, man, we had gotten by most of the field. And then it was like, all right, now I got some clean air and can really push. So, uh, yeah, lap one and two, it was, I didn't really see much of the course up until lap three, but once, once we were able to, um, really hold her wide open, you know, we were gaining time, gaining time. And I didn't really know where you're at, but eventually our, our guys in the, in the pits are really on top of it. And they let us know about where we were, um, and that we were contending for the lead. And I, I, you know, I told Curtis in the, in the passenger seat, you know, like, let's, let's win this thing. Let's do it. And, you know, it, it all worked out. It was one of those ones where, um, all the cards played right. And we, we drove as fast as we could and kept the car together. And, um, yeah, it feels good to come to the finish line and, and figure out that we won the thing. Yeah. So now you got what a conundrum, right? You weren't planning on doing the whole championship. Now you're the points leader, right? Do you almost feel like you got to go to the next one at Laughlin just to roll the dice and see what happens? Oh yeah. You're going to see me. You're going to see me at the rest of them now. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, you know, it's, we, we kind of have been playing this, this year by, uh, by ear and for us to win the first one. Now we're points leaders and, uh, feels good. And I had a great time and I know that that car's fast. So um, you'll you'll see us at Laughlin for sure. 
Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about your car too, because I think you know there's been a few guys kind of go to this Pro XP chassis, and um, you know, and I know Piplick was one of the first ones. He ran last year. He uh, you know kind of had that big statement win at the UTV World Championship last year, and then I think it opened a lot of people's eyes. Like, hey, this platform, you know, everybody's used to kind of the stretched out four seaters, and you know, in come you and this other one, and now you know, within a few months, we've seen Pro XPs take you know take two marquee wins, you know, and, and, you know, I, I think a lot of people kind of question it because the, the wheelbase is different. It's not a two seat. It's not a four seat. It, it's kind of right in the middle, but do you feel like now, I mean, you know, the proof's there in the, in the results, right? Two, two marquee wins for this chassis or, or this platform, you know, and, and two events. I mean, what do you, what are you thinking about the future? You think this, you know, you're going to see a migration from four seats to, to something more along the lines of this uh, stretch two seat chassis? Yeah, uh, you know, it's always, like you said, kind of a conundrum of, like, what what's it going to be? And there's there's certain races where you might want a four-seater, certain races where you might want a two-seater, and Parker definitely was a good one for a two-seater, I'd say, and, and a four-seater. So, you know, you never know. But, I mean, I think it definitely should open a lot of eyes. Uh, like you said, there's been people moving over to two-seater chassis and kind of more stock vehicles. And uh, one thing that feels good and, you know, it just really shows the Polaris Polaris Razor platform is we went there with, you know, the King of the Hammers car, which was turned into a best of desert car, which I mean, it, it's pretty damn stock. still. you know, we put long tra- Lone Star long travel on it. We put a fuel cell in it, uh, moved a radiator to the back. But I mean, the thing is probably one of the most bone stock cars that's out there. And to, to win the, you know, pro turbo class, which is one of the biggest ones is, is definitely a statement for Polaris and what kind of what kind of vehicle they have to be able to go out there with a one of the most stock vehicles out there and, and win that class is is a statement for sure for them. Yeah. So uh, you know, obviously we got a little over a month, month and a half before we go to uh, to Laughlin. Uh, I guess finally you can probably catch us on some sleep, right? I mean, we're a month and a half into the new year, and I think you probably haven't slept much until now, right? Yeah, yeah, we've we've we found some time to sleep, but uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely nice to have a little break. But um, you know, we're gonna probably take the car to Lone Star and have them do some little updates on some things that we want changed, and and to really make the car 100% how we want it because we obviously only had about four days. But uh, other than that, yeah, you know, finally take some time to clean up the shop and unload all the vehicles and the chase trucks and really be be prepared for the rest of the year. So. Uh, you know, there's times like this that happen where you're nonstop and then finally have a, a second to readjust and, and get everything ready for the next races and, and, and get back to it. But, I mean, for us, it's it's pretty much nonstop at all times. There's always something we got going on and that we're, we're up to and getting another race we're getting ready for. So, um, you know, just kind of back at it. And, you know, now we're going to be even more hungry for more wins. Well, Mitch, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, call into the show, buddy. Congrats on the win, and uh, we'll see you off in a few weeks, man. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate it as always. Well, thanks a lot, Mitchie. And, uh, yeah, you know, as he signs off, I, I do got to say, you know, I, I've known the Guthrie family. His dad's a badass. His dad is, uh, you know, one of the all-time kings of UTVs at, uh, at King of the Hammers. Um, one of the most decorated UTV drivers of all time at KOH, Mitchie, uh, you know, close second to his old man. 
Uh, between the Guthries, they pretty much owned it, uh, you know, and Mitch is a co-driver with his dad. He's done phenomenal things. So, uh, I mean, KOH is definitely a, a big deal and part of the Guthrie family, but I've known this kid for a long time. I've been interviewing him since, uh, you know, he really hasn't, you know, before he even accomplished pretty much anything, you know, back when he was doing work stuff and, and things like that. He transitioned into the desert. I remember when he got his first kind of big players contract, things like that. But, you know, you want to talk about a kid who, I mean, at a young age, you look at the mid 400 wins, the best in the desert championships, the UTV World Championships. He's been at Dakar and won stages. He's got KOH wins. Um, you know, obviously hasn't really ventured south of the border too much, but you want to talk about a kid who's very young still and, uh, you, you know, in his young 20s who has the opportunity to be one of the all-time greats in off-road. That's Mitch Guthrie Jr. And, uh, you know, definitely watch this space because we're going to have a whole lot more of him over the next decade. That's for sure. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor or SPF of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin, UVB rays burn, and both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800-754-4531-800-754-4531-800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531.
You're listening to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. All killer and no filler. Welcome back to the Gentle Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I'd like to welcome a good friend, Max Anstey, to the line. Who, uh, Max, man, this is this is a big moment for you, buddy. I feel like we've got, this is like a couple years in the making, man. Yeah, it is. And um, no, thanks for having me on. I'm I'm really excited to be here. And and okay, it's uh, it was a bummer that I didn't I haven't raced any of the rounds up until this weekend. You know, I I, I crashed right before the season started and broke a. Uh, a piece in my back so it yeah it, it was just a a bit of a mission to get back but you know um as athletes we're just trying to get back as fast as we can and I'm just excited to be to be out here and um yeah and, and I love Orlando so it's nice to be here and yeah really looking forward to seeing how the rest of the season pans out and um just excited that we can even go racing you know with the whole world at the moment on on lockdown with even over in Europe you know me being from England I see that there's not a lot going on so it's uh, it's awesome to be to be even able to go and race. So the Supercross guys have done a great job, and yeah, honestly, I'm I'm just super excited. Yeah, well, I guess let's let, we we got so much to talk about here in, the, in this thing. But let's go back a couple of years, you know, and and I guess let's let's obviously you've got an amazing career in Europe. You've raced here in the states before, so this is nothing new. But going back a couple of years, what made you make the decision like, hey, I want to go back. I want to race in the United States. I want to race Supercross. Did you feel like with everything you've accomplished, you know, in Europe and, and overseas and internationally, do you, did you feel like there was like a just kind of a void? Like you, there was something you you still had finished, you know, that you hadn't done yet? Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, you know, I've been saying it to the people closest to me for, for the last few years. It was, you know, if I finished my career in Europe, I I would always and if I had the opportunity to come back to America I would always regret not taking it and you know I mean well I've raced the world championship for quite a few years now and 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 I've had you know I've, I've won races I I've won the motocross nations I've I've had a lot of success there but supercross and and racing in America was something that I always did when I was a kid and and always wanted to do it's it's what you look up to when you're a a young kid um, looking in the magazines, looking on the internet, looking on whatever you're, you're watching videos of Jeremy McGrath and James Stewart and Ricky Carmichael riding under the lights of Supercross. So I, I was lucky enough to get the opportunity to come back with my team, Twisted T, HGP Suzuki. They gave me the chance to, to be back, to get back over here. And we jumped at it. You know, me and my wife, we were, we were over in, in Belgium at the time. Um, you know, that's where we were kind of based from having to be there racing over in the world championship. And we just packed up all our, our things again and, and, and headed on a plane over, over to America. So uh, yeah, honestly, it was just one of those things where I felt like I'd regret it if I didn't, if I didn't take the opportunity and, and I had the chance and it's not easy, you know, Supercross is, is completely different from the outdoor stuff. So there's not many European riders that, can ride supercross i was just lucky enough at a young age i i was i was pretty good at it i raced over here when i was 16 um uh, and then since then i just got deals and opportunities and and stuff over in europe and it was like ah, you know i i kind of grew up doing this so i'm i'm just happy to be back and um yeah and to be able to do what i love to do yeah and i and i guess that's probably one of the big things is a lot of riders in europe i'm sure want to come to the United States and race. I mean, there's a lot of riders in the United States that want to go to Europe and race, but 
you know, when you're there and you're in front of the same people and the same teams, it's a lot. I don't want to say easier to get a ride because it's never yeah, easy to get a ride. Yeah, but but to, to make that jump across overseas, it makes it that much harder because you're not in front of those people on a weekly basis, you know. And that had to have been really difficult just because you wanted to come back to the States didn't didn't mean there was going to be that door open, you know. No, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that want to want to go to America, and, and but the thing is, it's it's the like you say, as soon as you leave, you're forgotten. Not I would say forgotten about, but there's there's a hell of a lot of young kids that are coming up that are ready to just jump in. It's easier. It's it's easier to take someone that's already here than someone that's got to move halfway around the world to set themselves up. And and it's also like to compete at any high level of any sport you've got to be comfortable and you've even just down to living like you've got to you've got to be able to know what gyms you're going to what doctors you're going to use what chiropractors what physiotherapists all this stuff and and it it was a change that would scare a lot of people because over in in europe i had everything dialed in like i had i had everything there to go and do the job but it it, like you said it's just one of those where deep down i i knew i'd regret it so i i pushed to to, to make it happen and honestly i i, I was it was a was funny story because my wife and i actually um came to america to get married she wanted a, a, a summer wedding a, a nice weather wedding whereas in europe at the end of the season in october it's never very nice weather so we, we were out here and i was working on deals in europe but then then my team now the twisted tea team they they called me and said look come and test the bike come and ride supercross let's see let's see what you got and I looked on the map and it was an hour away from where we were. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to do some testing. And um, I jumped on the bike, jumped on the supercross track for the first time in, in many years and, and loved it and, and got on really well with the team. So that's kind of, that's kind of how it happened. Yeah. I got, I got to ask all this is going on. You're here to get married. And all of a sudden you find yourself on a supercross bike. I mean, was your wife, was your wife really thrilled about that? (laughs) It was literally two days before as well. <laughs> two, two days, days before, before the wedding. The wedding. So <laughs> uh, I, I was like, ah. but no, I mean, I'm lucky. My my wife my wife supports it, and she she loves America too. So it's um it's something that you know we we sacrifice our life to to go and perform at a high level each week, whether we're racing the world championship or or in America. And you know, I uh, yeah, it's just something that I was lucky we both wanted to do, and and she was actually. She was actually supportive and happy about it, and and it all went well. So yeah, not, nothing to complain about. We're, we're here now, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, better or worse, right? Better or worse. But uh, uh, you know yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> you know that being said, so this deal gets inked for last year for 2020, man. I, I, the last, I would say, what 15, 16 months, man. They had to have been an emotional roller coaster for you because you finally get this ride. You're back in the states, get injured. Missed last year's Supercross season. COVID hits. The world kind of comes yeah. and crumbles. You're all ready to go for 2021. Injury hits again. Like, how are you doing, man? Because you've ridden a roller coaster like nobody else the past year and a half. Yeah, yeah I know. It sounds it sounds bad with the injuries, but honestly, I don't normally. I don't crash normally. It was like I'm I'm pretty touch wood, pretty solid on on the track, and and it just seems like yeah, when I do hit the deck, it's a big one. Um, but no, it, it, I mean, to be honest, the Achilles injury that I had last year, which sat me out of Supercross, at the time, it was obviously a, a massive bummer. But in a way, it allowed me to 
sort everything out, like get comfortable here, be able to go to the races but not ride, but get a feel for everything yeah. again, kind of get myself going and then be be strong and solid for outdoors. And and I performed well in, in the American Outdoor Series last year and, and really put my team on the map and, and showed that the Suzuki, the bike, is, is competitive with the best bikes out there. And then preparing for, for this Supercross season, I, I, we honestly did did a great job testing. And, and it was literally the day before, the day before I was getting on a plane to fly to Houston, um, I ended up crashing at that time. It's a bit of a gray area, but through no fault of my own. And then, and then ended up having to... Un, you know, it's not the end of the world. I've I've missed. It's been five weeks now, um, but okay. The 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 reason why it was such a or a bigger blow was because they were doing three races in a week. You know, the first two weeks of racing, they did six six races. Whereas in a normal situation, I I would have only missed four four or so races, so it wouldn't have been too bad. But um, it is what it is. You know, I'm just happy that I I'm going to get to go and do these last 10 or nine or 10 or however many rounds are left and, and then look forward to outdoors again and, uh, you know, go and put my best foot forward. Yeah. Well, you know, and obviously you're, you're going to be doing a lot of learning, you know, in Supercross this year. I know obviously, you know, you, you missed first couple rounds. So, you know, I got to assume, you know, you, you guys are collecting data, you're learning, you know, obviously you want some good results, yeah. but it's got to have you pretty excited for outdoors because, you know, you, you did have a pretty good year last year. You've, you know, the tracks now you've got that knowledge. I mean, you got to feel really strong heading into outdoors this year. Yeah. And to be honest, that's kind of where obviously I love Supercross and my head's at, I need to learn Supercross, and I've only done two days of riding before heading into this weekend. Like it's, it's I'm pretty rushed now just because of the injury. But again, you know, life's not perfect. You've got to make the best of the situation. So I'm going to progress at each round and get better and better and better. And then, and then, yeah, I want to go into the outdoors. I know what to expect. I know my settings that worked from last year, and for sure, I, I'm going to be competitive right up the sharp end in, in in outdoors. And I do feel like we've made improvements from there last year. So. Yeah, there's going to be a lot to learn. It's different. It's first time for me racing a 450 in Supercross. Um, but honestly, I, I'm just really happy to be given the opportunity and happy to be here. You know, I, I've got a smile on my face. I, I love it. So I um, get to do what I've always wanted to do. Yeah. Well, here's a question. I mean, you've raced, you know, at, at the top level in both Europe and here in the United States. What's, uh, what's the biggest differences in the two competition-wise? Um. So... In Europe, the traveling is a lot, a lot more difficult. So it's, you know, we're, I mean, I say Europe, but we'll go to Argentina. We'll yeah. go to Indonesia. We'd go to Thailand. We'd go to Qatar. Um, there was even a round in China last year in 2019 or whatever. So it's, it's, it's very, um, the traveling and just simple things like food is a, is a big is a big part of it in Europe. So the planning on that side is, is a lot more difficult over there. Whereas here, the nice part is you can fly all the way across America and you've still got a Whole Foods or you've still got a Target or you've still got a, yeah. uh, you know, a, a normal restaurant to go to or to get your normal food. Um, so that's one of the, the big advantages of being in America. But honestly, as far as it goes competition-wise, obviously like it's different Supercross to, to in Europe or in the World Championship, the, the focus is on, on the motocross side of things. But the top guys over in Europe train and work super hard, and the top guys in America train and work 
super hard and they're, and they're both at the top level of their game and they are at the pinnacle of, of their sport. The European guys are, are amazing at what they do and the Americans are amazing at what they do in, with Supercross. So I honestly don't feel like, I mean, with any sport, it, it takes a lot, of, a lot of work and dedication to do your thing. And, and I, I feel like the way that the top guys in America and the top guys in Europe are, it's, it's similar. They're just working at slightly different crafts. You know, you're, you're working at a slightly different skill set for Supercross than you are for outdoors. But yeah, it's, it's similar, to be honest. Yeah. Any, uh, any specific rounds you're uh, looking forward to uh, with the rest of this calendar? Um, Daytona. I mean, that's yeah. always been one I I watched on TV and thought that that is such a cool place. Um, those new three Atlanta rounds look kind of cool with outdoor kind of set up weird, different for everyone, which which is going to be good for me. I mean, yeah, it's still it's still different for all the other guys too. So um, so yeah, that, those those ones. I'm but honestly, just all of them. I'm I'm looking forward to all of them. I think it's just going to be. Nice to get get out there and, and figure it out. Yeah, you feel like something like Daytona, where it's a little bit longer of a track. Uh, you know, you feel like uh, it, it's got it's always traditionally had maybe a little bit more motocross feel. I mean, still very much Supercross, but do you feel like something like that? Maybe you might have a little bit of an edge just because out outdoors, you know, you run so strong at. Yeah, I I think for my first first like time, yes, I do think it's going to be better. But again, I could be completely wrong. Um, <laughs> but I. You know, I, I also know that it's not easy to set the bike up there. You've got to have a bit of experience. So um, I am looking forward to that one. I originally was going to plan to come back at, at that race um, from this injury because that had given me another two weeks. But I did a couple of days and I didn't feel too bad. So I got on a plane and came out here. So it's, I, I, I'm, I think Daytona would be, will be a, a nice one for me because I think I'll be more, like, I'll have more laps under my belt. Um, but again, honestly, it, it looks awesome on TV, um, and Daytona is, is a famous place. You know, Daytona is Daytona, so um, yeah. I think that'll be cool. Well, Max, uh, we're up against a time break, my friend, but uh, I appreciate you uh, taking the time to come on. I know I will, uh, I'll be out at the Arlington, Texas round, so hopefully uh, we can link up, I guess, in person uh, uh, out there in Texas. That'd right? be awesome. Yeah, that'll be great. No, thank you, and, um, and I look forward to, to meeting you there. All right, sounds good. Take care, and uh, we'll be tuning in on TV this weekend. Cheers, mate. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. And we'll be back to wrap things up right here on the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. When you want to protect your IRA or 401k, don't trust it to just anyone's hands. It's your money. You earned it, and you deserve the best protection available. That's where Augusta Precious Metals comes in. We've provided gold and silver IRAs to thousands of Americans, including Joe Montana himself, the Hall of Fame quarterback. Augusta is trusted by all these people because we have a simple process requiring little more than a phone call to book an appointment for a one-on-one web conference on the benefits of buying gold inside your IRA. Our objective, to educate you on the economy and on the way Americans are using gold as an important part of their wealth protection plans. So do what Joe Montana did. Protect your IRA with gold and silver. Call Augusta Precious Metals right now. 800-251-0427. That's 800-251-0427. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. 
I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I, I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time. Time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. We're tired on a dirty radio show powered by Polaris Razor. And uh, I guess it's that time that we sign off. But man, what a great show. Steve Arpin, Max Anstey, Mitch Guthrie Jr. is our guest. Uh, big thanks to them. I know next week sounds like we're going to have a off-road heavy show. I think we've got uh, Polaris engineer and a uh, guy that just um, did a phenomenal job up there doing some ice racing. Uh, Andy Ives is going to be on the show. we got uh, Jeff Phillips from Best in the Desert. And uh, I don't know, maybe we'll try and pull in an HRA or an IndyCar guest, something like that, to uh, offset the dirt heavy side of things. But, uh, yeah, lots going on here. Thank you guys once again. Big thanks to all our amazing partners, uh, Gentle Tire, Polaris Razor, Vision Wheel, Rigid Industry, Industries, uh, Fistful of Bourbon, Dirtfish, Optimus, GSPX TV, Axles, iRacing. Don't forget uh, coupon code over there at, uh, <laughs> excuse me, at Dirtfish is Jim Beaver 15. And if you're looking for one there at Manscaped, it's manscaped.com. Jim Beaver, that'll get you 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. I am at Jim Beaver 15 on social media. I love hearing feedback. Hit me up, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, DM me. Let me know guest suggestions. Our new website's getting ready to launch. You can use the contact form there as well. But, man, we've got uh, lots of big stuff. Go and check out my social media feed. We've got a ton of content we've been dropping from the races, videos. We've got helicopter footage coming. Man, we are a media powerhouse the next couple of weeks on social. So, especially on Instagram and Facebook, you definitely want to be locked and loaded there because uh, it is uh, good good stuff to come uh also i'm gonna be on site at supercross in texas dallas super tuesday make sure and uh, hit me up uh if you guys are gonna be out there dallas texas listeners let me know i'd love to meet you guys in the flesh uh out at some supercross so yeah we're signing off for this week though you guys be safe have a great week and we'll see you next time right here on the general tire down and dirty radio show powered by polaris razor 
This is Brian Alvarez with Wrestling Observer Live. Join us every single day, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sundays, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern, daily replays at 5 Pacific, 8 Eastern, Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.